T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning and welcome to the morning briefing from Monday, October 15th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Damon. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk to Sarah Skirbel. She's from Retail Me Not Prescription Saver. What's that? Well, if you've heard of Retail Me Not, you know that that's a website that allows you to basically uh, look for items and look for coupons for those items for various stores or manufacturer coupons and so on. Guess what? They've decided they're going to be doing the same thing for prescription medication. That's right. Retail Me Not Prescription Saver is going to be able to provide you with coupons to be able to get discounts on prescriptions, things that aren't covered by insurance or things that your insurance only covers a portion of. Well, these coupons are going to be able to help you save even more money, which is a big deal. As we know, those retirees who are on TRICARE know, you know the cost of prescriptions has gone up. The cost of a lot of things has gone up if you're not able to make it to uh, a VA medical center or a military medical center uh, for treatment. If you're going out in town, the cost of everything has gone up. Well, this thing might be able to help you when it comes to prescriptions and make a little bit... Um, of a difference in how much you're spending there. So we're going to be talking to them a little bit later on in the show, and it's going to be a truncated show today because IAVA, well, they're 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 a little busy. <laughs> it's busy enough that they're not able to get over here this morning. We'll have them on again next Monday. Uh, they're, they're basically, last week, they were uh, doing all the after stuff for their Storm the Hill event, and then this week, uh, they're kind of taking a break. A whole bunch of them are out of town, so we'll have IAVA back on next Monday. But in the meantime, we got some stuff to talk about, and really the big thing to talk about in the news when it comes to uh, the, the United States of America, when it comes to veterans, when it comes to the military, is the recovery efforts for Hurricane Michael down there in the Florida Panhandle. You've got a number of organizations down there. Of course, we talked to AMVETS about how they had their teams down there already and their AMVETS posts uh, in, the, in the area down there and around it are starting to take in donations as well as across the country uh, to get down to the people down there. This is Category 4, Winds and Rainfall. Uh, this was a big storm, a rough storm. And along with the Team Rubicons and the Sheepdog response and all the rest of that, you've, of course, got the National Guard and active duty military down there assisting in the recovery and relief efforts. However, some military members down there, they're basically trying to help themselves. Tyndall Air Force Base suffered catastrophic damage from Hurricane Michael's storm surge. There are currently no reported injuries at the base, but there was an evacuation order in effect late last week. Uh, they're still assessing the widespread damage from the storm. We're hearing that Tyndall, it could be a month until they get everything back up and running at Tyndall Air Force Base. Eglin Air Force Base reopened and was operating as of late last week, but Tyndall Air Force Base, things are still uh, just what they are. I mean, when we were looking at it last, I think it was on Friday, they were telling people to stay at their safe location. Don't come back to the base yet. That's how much damage and how much destruction had gone on 
down there. Of course, as soon as the governor of Florida, Rick Scott, declared a state of emergency for Florida, National Guard units from Florida and neighboring states began responding. Uh, According to the National Guard, about 2,250 troops were activated for storm duty. So 2,250 were activated, and then now as they're really starting to see exactly what the damage and everything was down there, uh, there may be more who are brought in to help with the relief and assistance efforts. Uh, Florida National Guard activated its own service members. They also had personnel serving from Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Wednesday, aircraft and crews from New York National Air National Guard's 106 Rescue Wing and 60 airmen from Gabreski Air National Guard Base arrived in Gulfport, Mississippi. So you've got the National Guard coming in from around the country, and it's important that they do that because this is... Not good, man. This is a bad storm. In fact, it looks like the damage from this storm is worse than what we saw from Hurricane Florence. You didn't have the big media uh, crush that you had for Florence, in part because it was a hurricane that started in the Gulf of Mexico, which usually means they come a lot faster. There's a lot less lead-up time. Hurricane Florence seemed like we had a month that we were preparing for that thing to make landfall. This one, it was like three days after it was named a hurricane. There it was going on to the uh, the Florida panhandle and causing uh, a ton of destruction. Everybody saw, I think you probably saw, the video from uh, Mexico Beach, Florida, a place I'd never heard of. That place was just absolutely crushed. Houses that were on the beach were washed back and now sitting with houses that were set back from the beach. So we saw some truly devastating stuff here. Of course, Florida is also a very flat state. For any of us who were stationed there, I was. I was in Jacksonville for three years. There's not much there to block a storm surge. I mean, the whole state is basically at sea level. There's no real big mountains and hills or anything like that. Just a big flat floodplain, essentially, the entire state. Of course, there was a direct hit on the Panhandle. And as we've been mentioning already on the show, Tyndall Air Force Base uh, it's looking like it's going to take a long tame time. So here's what the message from the uh, Tyndall Air Force Base commander, Colonel Brian S. Laidlaw, commander of the 325th Fighter Wing. He said, quote, Team Tyndall, our base took a beating, and I know you have a lot of questions. I will share with you information as fast as I can transmit it with our limited ca- communication capabilities. So apparently he he was still there at the base. This is on Facebook they posted this. By now, you already know that Tyndall Air Force Base requires extensive cleanup and repairs. I will not recall you and your families until we can guarantee your safety. At this time, I can't tell you how long that will take, but I'm on it. I know this is important to you. We need to restore basic utilities, clear our roads of trees and power lines, and assess the structural integrity of our buildings. I know that you're eager to return. I ask you to be patient and try to focus on taking care of your families and each other. We can rebuild our base, but we can't rebuild any of you. I ask that you also keep in your thoughts and prayers tonight our friends and neighbors in our local community. Our area has never seen a storm like this one. We will rebuild together. I know that many of you have questions for finance, such as what the Air Force will and will not reimburse. I encourage you to reach out to the finance office at the closest Air Force base to your current safe location. Every base has offered us their help. Take them up on their offer. So, I mean, that's the commander of the installation saying, yeah, don't come back. And we don't know exactly when uh, we're going to have you back. So here is, I'm trying to see if there's any updates there as we look through the Tyndall Air Force Base Facebook page. It's pretty crazy if you think about it. We can now just go online, type Tyndall Air Force Base into social media and start seeing all of their releases. So uh, it looks like they're still not brought back to the base. I mean, the last update that we had was late last week. So um, 
Yeah. In fact, the Air Operations Center, so basically the hub of Tyndall Air Force Base, no longer functioning, uh, but instead has been transformed into the Tyndall Recovery Command and Control Center, uh, hosting a bunch of different... Yeah, this is really... It, it really is, you know, It's if you can't work, you can't work. And an air station, there are going to be issues with aircraft taking off with the runways, the buildings, of course. You have to have lights lit for nighttime operations. There's a lot of issues that could uh, prevent you from operating safely at any military installation, and obviously that's what's happening at Tyndall Air Force Base. Um, we'll let you know when we know that they're coming up. We do know this. A lot of the recovery uh, teams are in the area. Team Robicon, hey, Greg, how you doing, Mr. Ginger Whiskers? They're down there on the Florida Panhandle like Team Rubicon, like Sheepdog Response, like AMVETS and their local posts uh, taking up donations and doing all that stuff. It's great. Great that they're doing that. But they could also use your help. So if you go and look up Team Rubicon, and when I say help, I don't just mean money. Yeah, they would like money, of course. But they're also looking for donations like AMVETS is taking at their posts uh, around the Southeast specifically. And then, of course, you also have... Uh, Team Rubicon and groups like that, they're looking for volunteers. You pretty good with a chainsaw? How about you, Steve McDonald? I bet you're pretty good with a chainsaw. I see Steve is watching on there. (laughs) Well, guess what? You can join up and volunteer with Team Rubicon, and whenever there's an event like this, you can volunteer to go, well, an event. Whenever there is a horrifying, devastating event like this, you can volunteer to go down there with Team Rubicon, help with the cleanup. And if you're someone who's really good at organizing, really good at supply and all management and all that stuff, they need people to do that too. This is one of those uh, one of those times where the the value and the use of organizations like that really shines through, and it really lets you know exactly you know what you could be a part of. And they're always looking for volunteers. I mean, Team Rubicon's got teams still dealing with Hurricane Florence, also now dealing with Hurricane Michael. Uh, It's what they do, and they do it with teams of veterans. So, again, Team Rubicon, highly recommend you check them out. Sheepdog Response, also check them out. Uh, And the Air National Guard and National Guard, that's another way that you can help. Join up. Sign up for the National Guard or Air National Guard. That's kind of the extreme way of being able to help out, but it's a big part of what they do. I'm going to tell you a brief story here and point you to a podcast that's going to tell you the full story. This is the story of Henry Cobbs. Henry's 77 years old. He's an Air Force veteran. If you go to ConnectingVets.com, you will see a picture of him when he was in the when he was in the Air Force when apparently gigantic afros were within uniform standards. So Henry Cobbs, after he got out of the Air Force, got a job. Got a job at a military school. That's right. He's a public servant working at the Air Force Special Operations School. He's the Dean of Academics. Held that title for more than eight years, although now it looks like that title is going to be gonzo. Why? For vaping. Vaping what? CBD oil. Now, I know that some people will say, well, what's CBD oil? Others will say, well, isn't that marijuana? He knows he's not allowed to smoke marijuana, so what's he doing vaping CBD oil? Well, I'm going to explain something very quickly. Uh, for those of you who do know it, that's great. For those of you who don't, let's learn a little bit. Cannabidiol, that's CBD oil, it's the non-psychoactive component of cannabis. So imagine if you were to smoke a joint or vape your marijuana oil, but it didn't get you high. It did, however, give you the, uh, what's the, non-inflammatory, uh, when, it, when it makes inflammation go down. Uh, inflammatory suppressing uh, effects of marijuana, things like that. Also, uh, a little bit of a painkiller without the psychoactive stuff. Well, 
he was doing that. He was vaping it because he had cancer, prostate cancer specifically, and found that this stuff helped him. Now he's being kicked out because he tested positive for marijuana, even though it was the non-psychoactive component of it, even though he's a civilian working at the school, all that stuff. Uh, Of course, there are a lot of issues that come with marijuana. Uh, We're seeing it legalized in more and more places. But you got to wonder, they have to know this, right? I mean, I know it. I haven't done a whole bunch of research, just things that I've learned from the Internet and listening to the radio and listening to podcasts and all that stuff. Anybody who likes Joe Rogan has heard about CBD oil a lot, whether you want it to or not. Why are we firing a 77-year-old dealing with prostate cancer because of him vaping a chemical that can't get you high but actually helps deal with something like prostate cancer? It's also a lot safer than the drugs that they normally give you for dealing with the pain and everything that comes with prostate cancer. It's insane to me. It just doesn't make any sense. In fact, if you've got prostate cancer, go ahead and give him the good stuff. Give him the stuff that's going to be psychoactive and make him feel a little bit better. Because what he's dealing with right now, uh, his own mortality, dealing with life and death. Not fun things to deal with or think about, but Henry Cobbs, he's now also got to deal with the fact that he's unemployed at 77 years old while dealing with cancer because he didn't get high, but because he vaped a chemical that's related to something that does get you high. That's a little bit like if you're prescribed, oh, let's see, what's one of those good opioids that you can get prescribed? I don't know. Well, you get prescribed an opioid pill and they fire you because it's uh, close to heroin. Does that make any sense? No. So it doesn't make any sense to me that they're firing someone because he smokes CBD oil, which is related to marijuana, but doesn't have all the same effects of marijuana. However, is making him feel better as he deals with cancer. It's nonsense. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that nonsense before everything gets straightened out. Because look, whether you're a fan or not, Things are moving towards the legalization of marijuana. They are. I'm in Washington, D.C. You can drive up the street here and find stores that sell the stuff. Technically, they don't sell the stuff. They sell you um, gifts. Or you buy something and then you get the gift of the marijuana separately because it's totally legal to give it to someone. It's legal to use it. It's not legal for them to sell it. So you go in and you buy, like, oh, I don't know, say a American Eagle t-shirt. Then you're given the uh, the special gift because, again, there's this nonsense going on where we're pretending that this is uh, not real, that this is some kind of giant threat or something like that. So we're figuring out how to get around it and all that stuff. It's uh, again, it's just a bunch of abject silliness, but it is what it is. When you look at it from the outside, you go, okay, well, that's ridiculous. When you look at Washington, D.C., like, okay, so I go in and buy a shirt and they give me a bunch of marijuana Let's just be honest and let me just buy the stuff. You know, you don't need the shirt. You don't need the whatever else it is that you buy there. Um, this, this though, is real life. And this is something that could horribly affect this man who, again, 77 years old, dealing with prostate cancer, smoked, vaped CBD oil to help himself feel better, not to get high because it doesn't get you high. It's an anti-inflammatory. Uh, and he gets fired from his civilian job working for the military at the Air Force Special Operations School. I just don't get it. And it makes me uh, it makes me angry. Like, why? Why would you do that to someone when you absolutely, well, you know, the rules are. I think they need to relook at those rules. And as it becomes legal, they're going to have to, right? 
I mean, it, it's like when uh, when prohibition ended. I'm sure the military had to go through that stuff. Although, I'm sure, the military wasn't paying much attention to the prohibition laws, as nobody was. But if this becomes legal federally and in all 50 states, the military is going to have to change their tune, right? What are you going to do for urinalysis testing? Because if it's legal in their off hours, then what are you testing them for? Is there a way to test how high they are at that moment? I don't even know if that's true or not. I don't know if there is any way to do that because what they do now is just proving that you've used it in the last like 30 or 60 days, right? So is there a way to test if someone's under the influence right at that moment? I don't think there is. It's not like alcohol where it's in your system, it's on your breath, you can do a breathalyzer hours later. This is something that's, uh, it, it operates a little bit differently. So what are they going to do? Are they going to make it a banned legal substance? I don't think that would work out very well for them. I think you'd have a lot of problems keeping people in the military, getting people into the military, if you did the whole, well, yeah, it's legal in the outside world, but you can't use it in the military. That that wouldn't be a good idea. But, you know, the more I see about this ridiculous stuff like Henry Cobbs, I just don't know. I think that they might actually go that direction, making it a, a prohibited substance for the military, even when the rest of the country can use it whenever they want to. And I do think that day is coming, and I think it's coming before too long. I think we're actually seeing some people on the uh, the farther right end of the spectrum who have tended to be the people most stringently against the legalization of the marijuana and all that uh, accompanying stuff like CBD oil. It actually is legal. You can buy that pretty much anywhere now, but uh, I, they're starting to come around on it too, particularly for the medical usage of it. The left groups have kind of been there already, and the left groups are also in the news because two veterans groups who are pretty far to the left have filed a lawsuit in Washington, D.C., alleging that the VA is unduly withholding communications from the Mar-a-Lago 3. If you don't remember them, that's Marvel Entertainment CEO Ike Perlmutter, attorney Mark Sherman, and Dr. Bruce Moskowitz, a Palm Beach physician. These two organizations say that Congress is asking the VA for uh, information on the Mar-a-Lago crowd, the Mar-a-Lago Three, who it was alleged by ProPublica have an outsized influence on the VA. Whether there's anything illegal about what they were doing, it didn't seem like it. Nobody could point me towards anything that they were doing being illegal. But these two groups, uh, Democracy Forward and Vote Vets, again, pretty far to the left on the veteran spectrum, uh, particularly for the veteran spectrum, I would say, filed that lawsuit in D.C. Um, and say that the VA needs to release that. So here's a quote from Democracy Forward Executive Director Anne Harkavy. The administration's decision to outsource decision-making on issues that affect veterans' lives is deeply troubling, especially when this authority is secretly shifted to patrons of the president's resort, said Democracy Forward Executive Director Anne Harkavy. First, the Trump administration unlawfully ceded VA policy, making to a shadow council of the president's golf buddies. And now it is unlawfully holding back records, detailing the full extent of the Mar-a-Lago council's influence. Here's the thing, though. Again, if it's not illegal, what difference does it make? If they're holding it back or not? I mean, yet Congress has uh, a, a, a point there, I guess. You know, if they demand something from the VA, the VA is supposed to provide it. But two political groups... I don't think that's really in their purview. And also, again, if it's not illegal, 
which no one's been able to tell me how this would be illegal unless they were being paid under the table, and they weren't. The president's allowed to take advice from whoever he wants. Uh, you know, I understand the issues here, but the, the, the black and white legality of it doesn't look like there was anything illegal there. In September, both of these groups, Vote Vets and Democracy Forward, filed a Freedom of Information Act request to see how much influence they had over the VA. Uh, based on the, the complaint filed just last Thursday, the Department read, received the Freedom of Information Act request, but has yet to produce any documents. We're going to talk to Vote Vets uh, later on this week. We've talked to them uh, a couple of times here on the show before. I don't always agree with what they're doing. In fact, I think it's been very rare, if at all, that I've agreed with what they're doing. But I respect the fact that they're very open about who they are and what they're doing, and they're willing to come on and talk about all the different things that they're doing. I like hearing from all sides of the veteran and military community, and that's certainly one of them. Again, they're pretty extreme, pretty extreme to the left as far as the veteran community goes. But, you know, that's their right to be, and they're, they are an organization of veterans. They've got... You know, a couple hundred thousand people following them on social media. So you may say, well, there's no super liberal veterans. You're absolutely wrong. They are proof that there is, as is Democracy Forward and several other groups. It may not be the largest segment of the veteran community, but it is a segment. And yes, we talk to everybody on this show. So uh, Will Fisher from Vote Vets is uh, going to be joining us at some point this week. We're trying to figure it out. He was going to come on last week, uh, but then he had a, an issue that wouldn't allow him to get there. And... Uh, basically, yeah, so we're working on that, and we'll get it there. I've also got some news of, uh, you know, the veterans running for Congress, and some questions as we talk about left and right of these veterans running for Congress seem to be a little bit more centrist, particularly the Democrats. And this story from NBC4 in New York was particularly about Max Rose, who ConnectingVets.com has talked to. He's the one running for office in Staten Island, which is uh, basically the only borough out of the five uh, New York City boroughs that consistently votes Republican um, for national and local elections. He's running for Congress there, trying to unseat Dan Donovan, who's been in office for quite a while. Uh, Max Rose, Purple Heart recipient, Bronze Star, uh, injuries when his vehicle hit an IED in 2013 in Afghanistan. He's a captain in the National Guard and took two weeks off of his campaigning uh, to, to do his uh, guard training. This August, so you know, shows that he he uh, he believes in uh, in what he's doing and didn't try to get some sort of special dispensation to keep campaigning out there. Uh, it, it's very interesting where it seems to be in that area where again the the farthest right section of New York City, he seems to be making some inroads. Now it's going to be hard for him to get elected because Dan Donovan won the last election by twenty five points, but the fact that this guy has that military service. It's kind of an entry point for him to talk to those Republican voters on Staten Island. At the same time, he's also not the far-left candidate over there as well. He doesn't uh, agree with Nancy Pelosi, he said to uh, News 4, and he is uh, basically doesn't follow along the party line. Also criticizes Bill de Blasio, the uh, pretty far-left mayor of New York City, who seems like there's a lot of people criticizing, yet he still got elected the last time around. So it'll be interesting to see how many of the veterans running for office get in there. We've had a few of them on the show, some of them looking like sure things to get in there. Uh, I've kept an eye on the races, particularly of the people that we've talked to, because you know they were nice enough to come talk to us. Uh, Dan Crenshaw down in Houston, it would be a shock from everything I've read if he didn't get into office. 
uh, as a congressman representing uh, that that section of Houston. Um, and, of course, Chrissy Houlihan we talked to. Things are looking pretty good for her. Ken Harbaugh, that one's a pretty close, tough race. But there's going to be some veterans getting into office. It'll be interesting to see how many. And there are a lot running on both sides of the aisle. There are a lot of Democrat uh, veterans running, a lot of Republican veterans running. It seems more Democrat veterans than Republicans. And that would seem to be kind of a strategic thing where they can appeal to a more moderate base because, for the most part, they're going to be strong on national security. It's one thing that many veterans, not all, but many veterans kind of think the same way about because of their experiences. Just the way that it is. So, you know, you could look at that uh, in a pessimistic way, like, oh, yeah, they're just trying to put the veterans out there so that we'll vote for them because they know that blah, 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 blah. Or you could say, well, maybe they are thinking, hey, maybe we've gotten a little bit too far away from talking about national security and things like that. It'll be interesting to see. We're going to have more veterans in Congress after the elections. Just be interesting to see how many of them there are and which side of the political spectrum they are on, these new veterans coming in. Of course, we're now less than a month away. We're like three weeks away from the election. Going to be a big one, and we're going to be talking to a lot of people about it as we get closer. As I said, Vote Vets is going to come on later this week. We're going to talk about that Mar-a-Lago web, uh, 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 website. No, that Mar-a-Lago lawsuit. And then we are also going to talk to them about the upcoming elections. They're supporting a bunch of candidates in it. So you're listening to The Morning Briefing here on Intercom Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Coming up next, we are going to talk to Sarah Skirbel. She is from Retail Me Not Prescription. They are offering coupons for prescriptions. They're trying to make you spend less money on those prescriptions that we all know the prices have gone up and up and up on over the years. Martin Shkreli, am I right? We'll be back with them on the morning briefing right after this. Welcome back to the morning briefing from Entercom Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting Vets every day is our slogan, and it's what we do. And why do we do it? Well, that's because each and every member of our team either wore the uniform or is closely related to someone who did. When I say closely related, I'm talking about military spouses, military brats, and then, of course, the veterans ourselves. 13 years in the Navy for me, got out kind of unexpectedly, to be honest with you, had some struggles. So I've been through some of that. I have an idea of how to address some of it, and I'm working every day to help put you in touch with people who can help you Live your best veteran life. You can find us on social media. We are at Connecting Vets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. A little click of your mouse or tap of your phone, and you'll be living that best veteran's life before you know it. Our next guest is a savings expert, and I know we all like savings. How about savings when it comes to prescription medication? Because that's her area of expertise. She is Sarah Skirball, a savings expert from Retail Me Not. Sarah, how are you doing this morning? I'm well. Thanks for having me. It's absolutely our pleasure. So Retail Me Not deals with prescription medications and, and more importantly, getting people discounts on those prescriptions. Explain to us exactly what the program is, what the site is, and how it works. Sure. So Retail Me Not, we started about 10 years ago, and we are a savings destination. So in its original form, you can save money on everything from apparel and um, accessories and shoes to electronics to automotive items and even travel, food and dining. So we offer a ton of different ways to save. We say that you can save $20 in just 20 seconds. But recently, we realized that we were missing a vertical. You know, we really like to save people money every single day um, and we realize, and save on everything. And we quickly realized that prescription drugs 
weren't something we were allowing people to save money on. So we realized, hey, we need to figure out how to do this, make this work, you know, Again, morning, noon, and night, Monday through Sunday, we want people to save money. And so we have now launched Retail Me Not RX Saver, rxsaver.com. It is an easy money-saving tool on, you said it, prescription drugs. And how does it work? I mean, are you guys in touch with the, 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 the companies or are you in touch with the pharmacies? I mean, where do these savings come from, I guess? Yeah, it's actually very, very easy to use. Um, so not only do we have the app, the website, you can also download the app, RX Saver. And so what we're going to do is aggregate all of the prices, similar to like a kayak, for instance. If you're looking for a flight, you want to find the cheapest flight, it'll pull up all the airlines. That's what we're going to do for you. So you enter in your zip code and you enter in your prescription name once you have it from the pharmacy or, your, or once you have it from your doctor. And so it's going to auto-populate all of, the pers- all of the pharmacies, all the stores in your area that are selling that prescription and show you the cost and the prices. So a lot of people don't understand that different pharmacies charge various prices for the exact same prescription. So pharmacy on one corner could be the exact diff- could be exactly different, exact same prescription, different price than the pharmacy on the other corner. And so Retail Me Not is just giving you the tool to know and understand what all of these different stores are charging so you can choose the best price. I remember at a time in my life where I was covered by VA health insurance, but they didn't provide something I needed a prescription for. I ended up getting a coupon, which I didn't even know that existed for prescription medication. I thought there was just a set price, and that's how it worked. Uh, does uh, Retail Me Not's RX Saver actually deal in coupons at all? Is that part of the, uh, part of the process? That's what it is. Yep, that's exactly what we are. We're offering you coupon codes for prescription drugs. So to your point, not a lot of people know that sometimes insurance is not the cheapest way to get your prescription. In fact, sometimes using a coupon can be cheaper than insurance. We're just so trained to think that insurance is going to be the cheapest option when, in fact, it's sometimes not. So it really makes sense for people to look around and do a 60 seconds of research to see who is offering the cheapest price for your prescription. And, uh, and at Retail Me Not RX Saver, that's exactly what you do. So you put in your zip code and your prescription name. We're going to show you all of the prices. You print the coupon for the price that you want, hand it to your pharmacist, and you can get up to 50% off on, on your prescriptions. So that's a big deal. I mean, we're talking about a lot of money, particularly for those who uh, have medical issues or up there in age. Uh, It can really add up. You know, you may think, oh, it's just a couple of pills. Yeah, but it's a couple of pills a day, every day. Those prices build up. So I guess the next question, of course, that has to come up is, what does it cost someone to take advantage of rxsaver.com and Retail Me Not's new prescription uh, service? It's free. It's free. That's the best thing. You know, what's awesome about Rx Saver that, is that it's under the Retail Me Not umbrella. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners have used Retail Me Not before, whether they're shopping at Macy's or Kohl's or CVS or Bed Bath & Beyond, whatever it is. And so the beauty of Rx Saver is that it's free, number one. But it's a one-stop shop. So cold and flu season is, you know, starting to come around. Last year was the worst cold and flu season we've seen in the very, very long time. Um, it, it lasted a long time. And so with kids back in school, cold and flu season is on the horizon. You're bound to have to need a prescription for someone in your family, if not for yourself. And so what's great is that not only can you get a coupon for your prescription, whether it's a cold and flu prescription, but let's say that you need lozenges and you need some tissues and all of those things that come along with the flu and you're going to CVS, you're going to be able to find a coupon for all of those extra things too. So it's a one-stop shop, Retail Me Not. You can get your prescription coupon and get a coupon for everything else that you need. 
there are a lot of people, of course, whose insurance covers maybe parts of prescriptions, parts of medication, may not cover the whole thing, uh, including those who have the, the military veteran uh, and retiree insurance known as TRICARE that has seen prescription costs go up. For those who have insurance, whether it covers the, the full cost of the prescription or not, do you think that this is, is something that could benefit them as well, or is it mostly aimed at people who don't have any kind of insurance coverage to help with the prescriptions? Well, that's the thing that people don't realize. Just because you have insurance, it might not be the cheapest way to get your prescription medication. Sometimes using a coupon is cheaper than using your, your insurance. So you really have to ask your doctor when they prescribe you a medication. You, you can ask them right on the spot, and they will tell you how much this is going to be with insurance. And then it really makes sense to check Rx Saver to see if insurance is the cheapest. And if it's not, you, by using a coupon is cheaper than you use the coupon instead of using your insurance. You don't use them together. So how do people go about getting this and using it? I mean, is it as simple as going to the website? I think I heard you mention an app before. Uh, what's the best yeah. way for people to go about using Retail Me Not's new RX Saver? It's so easy. Just go to www.rxsaver. And like I said, you enter two things, your zip code and your prescription name. And RX Saver is going to do the work. It's going to show you five, six, seven different stores in your area and the price for that prescription. You're going to see it vary anywhere from $9, 10 15 $20. That's what I'm saying. People don't know that different stores charge different prices for the exact same prescription. And then it's really easy. You find out, find the cheapest price, pick your price that you want to pay, print your coupon, and literally just hand it to the pharmacist. They enter in the code from the coupon, and you're on your way. We have been speaking with Sarah Skirball. She is from Retail Me Not's new RX Saver. She is a savings expert. It sounds like a really interesting program and something that I think in particular uh, can benefit our military retirees and families who, again, when you start dealing with advanced age, health issues, or a whole bunch of kids at the same time, uh, it can really add up. Who is the perfect user for Retail Me Not's RX Saver in general, or is it something that you think everybody should take a look at? You hit the nail on the head. It's for everyone because when you think about the stages of your life and when you need a prescription, you need prescription as young as a baby up until as old as 90 years old. Everyone is always taking In fact, 87% of Americans have taken a prescription drug at some point in their lives, and 57 are currently taking a medication right now. So that's more than half of the population is on prescriptions. Um, so that's the thing. Rx Saver is just so relatable. I think we've all had those instances where insurance might not cover a prescription, but you need it. Um, and so that's a great um, time where you can check a get a coupon code. But I always recommend checking Rx Saver anytime you need a prescription because you never know. Your insurance might just might not be the cheapest way to get it. And as you said, over 50% of the population currently taking a prescription. And that 50% of the population might be able to save 50% off on medications through Retail Me Not's RX Saver. Sarah, if people want to find out more about this or if they want to download the app, where do they go and how do they do it? Yeah, just go to www.rxsaver.com or you can search for RX Saver um, in the App Store or on your phone. It's really, really easy. I, I'm really excited for everyone to know about it and start saving some money on something that's really expensive. Expensive and important and can continue mm -hmm. your life, can save your life. I mean, medications do a lot of great things for people, but they do often come with a high price tag. Well, Sarah Skirball from Retail Me Not's RX Saver, thank you so much for joining us today on The Morning Briefing. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. And that is really interesting. You know, the fact that there are coupons available for prescriptions is something that a lot of us, I think, just don't realize. 
you think, well, this is the the price for the prescription. One, it's going to be the same at every location that I go to, whether I go to, I don't know, CVS, Walgreens, wherever it may be that you're going to get your prescriptions filled. You assume, well, it's going to be the same cost of each one of them. Nope, not necessarily true. Sometimes yes, other times no. And the fact that there are manufacturer coupons and other coupons that can help you save up to 50% off your prescriptions That's pretty fascinating. Again, there are ways to find that out. You can go to the websites of the manufacturers of those medications, and oftentimes they'll have uh, manufacturer coupons there, or something like this. It's really a fascinating and simple idea, and you wonder why somebody didn't do it a little bit earlier. Retail Me Not's RX Saver. And again, uh, you can find out by visiting rxsaver.com to learn more. This could be a huge help. If it's something that's not fully covered by your insurance or if it's something that's not covered at all by your insurance, this is something that can make a difference. And again, one of the things that she just pointed out in that interview, and our thanks to Sarah Skirball from Retail Me Not Prescription Saver, health insurance doesn't always guarantee the lowest price. So what does that mean? That means, let's say you go to, uh, we'll just use one, uh, where, where the, the pharmacy that I usually go to, CVS, right? If you have insurance through insurance company A, or insurance company B, it may cover more or less of that. So you may have a prescription for, I don't know, you don't need a prescription for it. Let's say ibuprofen, right? And let's say that prescription with insurance costs you $20 to fill. The full price of it is $35, costs you $20 because you have the insurance. Well, that's less than 50% off. So if you found a coupon for 50% off from $35, that would drop you down to $17.50, which is lower than $20, right? Yeah, so that's what they're talking about. And really all this is is a tool to help you locate the lowest price. You may find the lowest price through your insurance. You may find it some other way. Of course, if you're a military retiree and you're going to uh, the VA uh, or uh, going to a military hospital, you get most of your stuff for free there, filled for free. Otherwise, you know, this is just a tool. And what you do, you go to the website. I was just looking at it, and I'm looking at it right now. Essentially, you put in your zip code on there and figure out uh, what drug you're looking for. So you put in the drug name, you put in your zip code, and then you put whether you want to look within 1, 5, 10, 20, or 50 miles of where you live. And if there are any um, coupons available, any discount available for you, it'll bring it up for you on the website. I hate that word, coupon. I just don't like saying it. It's one of those words doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth. Talking about a sailor being ridiculous, that always feels right. In fact, it would feel wrong if we didn't have stories like this one that I'm reading at Navy Times of a sailor from the USS George W. Bush, H.W. Bush, being arrested after a mad dash through the Bush Gardens parking lot. Oh, yeah. You see, this young sailor was out at Bush Gardens, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, a place I've been to when I was in the military, got in for free. It's owned by Anheuser-Busch, and you can get into any of their parks for free if you're active duty military. Well, Adrian Gilbert Cardenas, 21 years old, from the aircraft carrier George H.W. Bush, he took that free entry, and then he also took things a little bit too far as he stripped down to nothing going on a booze and drug-fueled run just outside the park's gates. No word on whether that caused more people to go into the park or held people away. We just don't know. We do know that uh, he took things a little bit from the 
ridiculous naked guy running around to the violent guy. As a police officer came to the scene, uh, Navy Times is reporting, Cardenas began fighting the surrounding spectators, so taking swings at the people standing around him, and then made a break for freedom and a few more uh, wind sprints. So, you know, looking at a picture of this young man, um, doesn't look like he does a whole lot of running, except when he's drunk, naked, and high out at Bush Gardens. Yeah, he didn't get too far. The police got him. They tased him, and uh, bystanders helped after he uh, started trying to fight them. They, I guess, turned on him pretty quickly. He was transported to a local hospital, and the police chief there, deputy chief of James City County, says because he was intoxicated by alcohol and illegal narcotics, he's been charged with felony assault of an officer, indecent exposure, intentional damage, and obstruction of justice. He's reportedly out on bond. I can get, I can guarantee you he's out on bond and right there on board <laughs> the USS George H.W. Bush. He ain't going anywhere. He's going to have two jobs. Cleaning the dirtiest parts of that ship, being inspected in a different uniform every hour, and going to court to deal with his charges. That's not uh, a good start to your military career. In fact, something like that usually means the end of your military career, either immediately or as soon as he gets out of prison, or he'll just be dumped whenever the uh, the results come in, or just not be allowed to reenlist. I mean, there's a lot of ways they can do it. There is a video of the event that some people took. Uh, it's blurred out, thankfully, because, again, Mr. Uh, Cardenas, young Seaman Cardenas, I assume, 21 years old from the USS George H.W. Bush, uh, was totally nude at Bush Gardens. I'm thankful that was this weekend. My family and I are going down to Bush Gardens next weekend, and uh, naked sailors running around are not something that I particularly need to see. <laughs> When visiting my family entertainment uh, resorts and so forth and so on. But some people got to see it out at Busch Gardens Williamsburg this weekend. As I mentioned, it is cool, though, that Anheuser-Busch allows veterans to get into their parks for free because it's not cheap to go to Busch Gardens. It's not cheap to go to SeaWorld. It's not cheap to go to any of those places. But it is for military members, and they, they, they believe in that, and they've been doing it for a long time. And I think... It's now that you can go to each of the parks once a year for free. I think it used to be you had to pick one and you could go once. Although, I don't know how connected their database was or how uh, strict they were being on that. I mean, I got in, I think me and my mother got into uh, to Bush Gardens uh, down in Florida and did it for free when I was down there. Or was it SeaWorld in Orlando? Huh, I don't remember, but I do remember going in for free to those. I remember going into Bush Gardens Williamsburg for free, and it's nice. To just be able to do something on a weekend, particularly for the young sailors who just don't have a lot of money. You know, a lot of them are living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of them aren't making it from paycheck to paycheck. You know what I mean? <laughs> they might be getting close, but they end up eating cup noodles and ramen for the second week in between paychecks. It's true. There's a lot of our young military members, uh, soldiers, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines who are not very good at saving. They're not very good at budgeting, at spending. And because of that, they're broke halfway through the pay period. Some of them don't even make it that far. I remember one kid in particular who had a, a, a bit of a drinking problem, I would say. So he spent a lot of money on that. And then he also uh, really, really was into his church. He gave like half of his paycheck to his church as a tithing or whatever they call it. Yeah. He would spend money on booze and Jesus. Those are basically the two things he spent his money on. But he would be broke by three, four days after payday. And if payday was on a Friday, he'd be broke that night. 
It was crazy. So the fact that there are organizations like that that are trying to make it less expensive for people to go and have a good time, and if it's not the junior sailors that are struggling to budget and, uh, again, living off a of top ramen for weeks at a time, remember, we also have a lot of military families with a lot of kids. We have people who've got four or five kids. I have one, and anything more than one to me is a lot of kids because one – Whew, that's a lot to deal with in and of itself. Trust me, it's not easy. The fact that these these massive companies do something like that, uh, it, it's good. I like it, and I'm glad that they do it. And I'm glad that not only that, I think at the uh, at the Bush Gardens parks, uh, for a time they were doing a thing where like you got a free beer too if you wanted one. How great is that? Let you in there for free, let your family in for free with you, and you get like a free drink out of it. I don't know if they're still doing that, but if they're not, you can still get a free one by going through the tour of their brewery, the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on there. We've also got this interesting uh, aspect of the political race coming up that ties together two things we were talking about in the first segment and actually ties in someone who we've had on the program before. I'm speaking of Senator Tammy Baldwin, Wisconsin senator. She's up for uh, re-election, of course, and there are... Uh, a lot of things going on with this where her opponent, State Senator Leah Vukmir, is a Republican, offered differing visions. So basically, they were talking about the Department of Veterans Affairs at the state's Disabled American Veterans Fall Conference on Friday. They pretty much lined up across the board, except for one glaring spot. You want to guess what it is? I'll give you a hint. An Air Force veteran was fired from his government job for using the non-psychoactive version of this, of course, marijuana. That's the big difference between Tammy Baldwin and Leah Vukmir. So why is that a difference? Well, Vukmir is a nurse, and she's a state senator in Wisconsin. She said the agency should look for more alternatives for pain management, mentioning chiropractic care and cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay, chiropractic care, i got to tell you. I've gone to a chiropractor. Uh, it, it can make you feel better at first, and then you start realizing, I think a lot of that is psychosomatic. It's where you are reacting to something because you think it's making you feel better. You hear a crack in your back. You hear all this stuff, and it feels a little better. I don't know how uh, real chiropractic care is as far as managing pain. Again, the placebo effect is very powerful. If your brain starts believing it, that's fantastic. But when you start looking into the history of chiropractic medicine, or as they just call it, chiropractic although that's a descriptor, so I like to say chiropractic medicine. This is not really medicine. Uh, it was essentially developed by a charlatan, someone who's just looking to make money. And there are people out there who are doing uh, you know, chiropractic on babies and things like that whose spines aren't fully developed, and that's incredibly dangerous. But, I mean, someone who mentions a medical uh, – is it even medical? They mention this thing that's that's borderline medical at all – and saying that that's a better option than marijuana for pain management. You know how many people die a year from chiropractic care? And that Playboy model, what was it just a year or two ago? She's probably one of the most high-profile ones. She was going to a chiropractor, and it turned out that one of the things they did severed one of her arteries. Yeah, wasn't a full sever, so it took a little while. She went home, and then she dropped dead. It happens many times a year. You know how many people are dying from marijuana? None. None. Not one verified death directly related to marijuana. Not one. Now, we talk about this, of course, cognitive behavioral therapy. That can certainly be beneficial. Chiropractic care, again, developed by a charlatan. Not so sure about the medical, uh, the medical uh, use and the medical actual 
what's the word I'm looking for here? The benefits that come along with chiropractic care. I went again for a while and it felt good at first. And then eventually it was just like, this isn't getting me any better. And I started questioning whether it was good or not. As soon as I started wondering if it was making me feel better, it stopped making me feel better. Yeah, that's what it is. So here's what Vukmir had to say about um, the possibility of the VA researching cannabis as a potential remedy. Here it goes. Are you ready? It is a Schedule One drug, and I feel strongly about the entire process of how we handle looking at drugs. It is an FDA approval process, and if there are any changes to the schedule of drugs, it should go through them. So that's not an answer. It's a very politician-based answer. It's a Schedule One drug. It is listed as being as bad as heroin, cocaine, all the rest of them. Of course, variants of heroin and cocaine are available as medicines that are prescribed. They're prescribed regularly. Boy, those opioids, which are derivatives of opium, which heroin is as well, I could walk into a VA today and tell them about the pain that I've got going on in my back, my neck, and all the other places. I'd probably walk out with a handful of opium or some derivative of it, the opioid pills. But if I walked in there and said, you know, I think marijuana may be the answer for this. They'd tell me to hit the bricks, son. Get out. We're not doing any of that illegal drug here. We're doing the other illegal drugs that now have, uh, oh, man, that now have names, cyclobenzaprine and all the rest of the things. They've got medical official names. That's why we know that they're good. Yeah, sure they are. It's just, it's such a, it's such a silly game that we're playing with this stuff right now. And I, it's, it's, it's not something that, like, for someone like me, that's not going to sway my vote one way or the other. But I look at a candidate who ta- starts talking about, you know, chiropractic uh, care as uh, being better than marijuana. Marijuana, we know for a fact, has an effect. It has anti-inflammatory effects. It has appetite increasement effects. It has all these different effects that we they're verifiable. We know that they have them. Chiropractic? That doesn't, that's, most of that stuff's not verifiable at all. It's just people telling you afterwards, like, yeah, I feel better. Oh, really? Well, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 it seems like we're lying to ourselves over this one. It just does. You know? And I don't think it's the end of the world if they legalize the stuff for medicinal purposes or for recreational purposes. Washington DC hasn't burned to the ground just yet after they legalized it here and you can walk up the street and buy it. Yeah. It's just what it is. So there is um a new policy, of course, at the VA came in December 2017, which encourages physicians to discuss with the veteran marijuana use due to its clinical relevance in patient care, allows them to discuss marijuana with any veteran requesting information. So that's a step up, but it's not exactly what we need. We need people to be able to get research done on this, to find out how valid it is. And I think that's one of the big things that scares a lot of people. And again, it's so weird to me. They're scared that it'll turn out to be a positive. They're absolutely scared of that. They weren't scared, or they aren't scared of the fact that derivatives of opium and heroin are available and given out day after day and causing death after death and all sorts of other problems. It's ridiculous. Know what else is ridiculous? The fact that this show is already over. It flew by. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to have Hill Vets in the house. Going to have some great interviews coming your way. All of that is coming on the Tuesday edition of The Morning Briefing. Monday edition's over. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow morning. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.